Tessa's in college, so she's not going to be back until Thanksgiving. So it has to be around Thanksgiving. It's really nice. Yeah. She's come a long way. Yeah. To existence. From existence to... (laughs) Moving up into existence. (laughs) All right. You kids ready? Yep. Uh, Sure. Welcome to Brose. This is your brain on drugs. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey guys. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey. And across from us, reporting live from the Thunderdome, Tim Hansen and Tim Bolger. Oh yeah. Make it to the Thunderdome, but hi. <laughs> How y'all doing tonight? Great. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> You're Justice. going nowhere. <laughs> Wait, like, why does Randy cry? Savage say? Can I you got smell? you for three minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tim, what do you think about how the uh, show's been going so far? What are your thoughts? <laughs> oh man, that's not going to work. Rich, what do you think about how the show's been going so far? <laughs> oh, it's a. Uh, it doesn't matter oh, what you Jesus think. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's an A plus. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, we're both wearing Superman shirts. Yeah. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I've been looking at you for like three hours. I put this on at nine o'clock this morning and I forgot what I was wearing. As you've probably discerned by the five of you just screaming into the microphone. We are on our third round of Rosé here on the Rosé podcast. This is episode 17.3, and boy, things have been rowdy tonight. Uh, like uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, so uh, if you're interested in listening to any of our old episodes, they're all available on pretty much any podcast app you can think of, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and anywhere else that fine podcasts are bought and sold. The premise of our show... <laughs> no, you know what? No, I'm not doing it again. That's fine. The premise of our show is to answer questions from you, the gentle you listener, about life, the universe, and everything. Uh, and we do it all while consuming a few glasses of rosé. So if you have a question that you'd like us to answer, um, as you can tell from the first couple of minutes, we're all just huge brain geniuses here on this show <laughs> so if you want us to apply our gigantic intelligences to the <laughs> questions of the day uh, email it to us uh, using the email address brosequestions at gmail.com that, again send it to brosequestions at gmail.com um, yeah, so, uh, and, and don't forget, in a couple of weeks, we've got the, the Broies coming up, guys. Uh, at this point, uh, we'll, we'll probably have cut the voting off. However, uh, it, the, the Broies are coming up shortly, and it's going to be exciting. So remember this, uh, October 15th, we're going to be putting out the Broies. It's going nice. to be great, man. Uh, so the celebration excited. of our first year of content. The pink carpet. The pink carpet. Uh, the, the rosé <laughs> petals uh, thrown on the ground. <laughs> Uh, oh no! Uh, it's gonna be a great show. Uh, Tim's gonna show up in his finest uh, Dumb and Dumber tux. Uh, I'll be showing up in the same colored one because we didn't communicate about it beforehand. <laughs> and I'll probably have that same color one as well. Which one of us is gonna be one wearing a t-shirt tux? Me. 
Sean's got the t-shirt. I'll pick up the t-shirt tuxedo you three in the Dumb and Dumber tuxedo. Done. In the same color. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had two choices and three of us came <laughs> in the same color. Nailed it. Uh, before we get to this round's questions, because we have a couple of questions to discuss, let's discuss briefly the wines that we're drinking this evening. Rich, let's start with you. I am drinking Blood Orange from First Press. It is a rosé wine with orange and other natural flavors, and I, I, I absolutely love it. I think this is my first... Brotastic. Whoa! Yeah. Good for that. It's, yeah, we're, it, we're, is, we're. it is good. <laughs> uh, it's. <laughs> We've had so many air horn imitations yeah. this session. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was also. So Skype was freezing up a little bit, so Tim was here. And then by the end of the horn, he's like, oh yeah! <laughs> Way up I, I love it. It's delicious. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, the blood orange uh, rosé has treated you well. Uh, how about you, Mr. Bulger? What are you drinking tonight? Um, well, I committed a travesty. Yes, you did. And am not drinking rosé. Yeah. Instead, I am drinking the original Dark Horse, the drink, mm-hmm. not the animal. <laughs> um, but it has been pretty good. Well, Bulger, nobody thought you were drinking the animal. Now I have more questions than I had in the first place. Some things are confidential. I mean, we mentioned blood of your enemies. Is your enemy a horse? Like, this is kind of fucked up. His enemy the is Seabiscuit. Horses are low on the list, but they do make the list. <laughs> he's just been, he's had it out for Seabiscuit for decades. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Hansen, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Vanderpump Rosé. It's a 20 year chain. 2018. Mm-hmm. I could say that word. Nah. Uh, <laughs> laughing, Tim. Oh, no. <laughs> we well, broke Tim. Well, Tim's already on a good... If, if, I'm, if my math serves me correctly, this episode is coming out while Tim is away on his honeymoon mm-hmm. in yeah, Mexico. Uh, <laughs> so, of course, you're having a grand old time. I mean, what happens down in Mexico stays in Mexico. As, as mandated um, by Mexican government law. <laughs> and... Is that Tim McGraw who sings that song? I don't know. Is it? Oh, I don't know that. Okay. It's a good song. It works well for karaoke. Okay. Uh, apropos of nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vanderpump Rosé, 2018 vintage, Cote de Provence. Uh, tastes like a bunch of rich people wanted to make a rosé and think they were cool, and it's solidly mediocre at best. Hmm. So, uh, fuck rich people. Uh, I'm drinking Band of Roses rosé from Washington State. It's got a cool drawing of a drum set with a rose on the kick drum. Uh, it's done by Charles Smith Wines. There are no tasting notes on this. Uh, it says, Land to Hand, Vineyard to Bottle, Band of Roses, one, two, three, four. Rosé. <laughs> sounds good sounds like they really wanted to call it Band of Roses and then just that was the extent of the creativity that they wanted to put into this project uh, it is okay Sean what are you drinking I'm drinking 11 Minutes by Pasqua and it is very average I looked up the tasting notes online and apparently the name 11 Minutes refers to the duration of skin contact when they press the grapes so it takes 11 minutes hmm to crush the grapes into wine, and then it goes into a bunch of like a bunch of nonsense about the different types of grapes they use and how that affects the flavor. And it just tastes like you'd want a rosé to taste mm-hmm. a fairly cheap one. <laughs> it's it's, it's fine. fine. It does the job. Yeah, and it has gotten better as I've had more glasses. So third glass, best glass. Uh, <laughs> it's beverage. Okay. Excellent. But it has a cool bottle, so maybe get that because it looks looks it pretty is nice. dope. It does look pretty dope. Yeah. Dope bottle. It has a cool butterfly on it. So it I does. took the uh, animal this year. Oh, yeah, the animal this time. 
Look at that. All right, Rich, so you got some questions in front of you. Yeah, about eight of them. About eight of them. Wow, okay. Yeah. All right, wow. so we got some work to do. And again, email them to brosequestions at gmail.com if you'd like us to answer your questions on the air. Rich, what is our first question? First question is, um, oh boy, uh, would you rather be in a real-life version of The Walking Dead or a real-life version of Game of Thrones? Well, this is right up my alley. <laughs> Somebody who's watched both of these shows extensively mm-hmm. and knows a lot about the well, worlds they are based in. Well, I got an idea. Yeah. Would you rather live in a world with just zombies, or would you rather live in a world with magic ice zombies? Ice zombies. Mm. So zombies or ice zombies seems to be, but there are dragons. There are dragons mm. with ice that zombies. you can control. I think. Um, I mean, uh, it depends uh, on your bloodline, but more likely than uh, okay. the but there, so there is a possibility that I could, at some point, control dragons. Mm. Okay, so there's more Lucky creatures dreams. that could kill you, but with the potential that, depending on your your heritage, your lineage, that you might have some control over some of those creatures. Yes. And then if you've got one dragon, then it's like, all right. I mean, like <laughs> I've got a dragon. Yeah. Like I've got a pretty good chance at this point. I would guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll let you guys answer first. <laughs> and occasionally that go... dragon will get mad at a, a a metal seat and melt it. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Well, get mad of... at a throne and yeah, melt the throne? Yeah, yeah it's... Well, that was that's the game. That's mm-hmm. the game. <laughs> it's um, the game of thrones. Is it really the game? You guys are going to hate me is for it... this. So if you had the throne and you melt, got it melted, did you lose the game? I lost, I lost the game. Well, if you... <laughs> yeah. I think so. Okay. I think you would lo- then lose the game. Would you have that, at that point, lost the game? I would have lost the game. Okay, noted. Uh, um, Hanson, what, what do you think? Would you rather live in uh, Game of Thrones world or Walking Dead world? Uh, I'm going to go with Westeros Game of Thrones because I'm the Imp 2.0, slightly taller and better looking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that means I'd be a Lannister, which means I'd be fucking loaded. And you would and... invest in infrastructure. I, I would invest in infrastructure. <laughs> no, in a sweet I boat. Drink and I know things. I know that infrastructure well, no. is important. They invest in I the wall. Because I built the sewers. Yeah. Oh. Listen to episode 17-2 for more context <laughs> behind what we're tell- talking about when it comes to the 1% investing their money. The, the, the Lannisters would maybe invest in the wall in the north to keep the ice zombies out. Mm-hmm. No, they wouldn't. Because when the ice zombies are sending their people, they're not sending their best. <laughs> Well, they're they bringing drugs. They're bringing them. crime. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Bulger, would you rather live in Game of Thrones world or in uh, Walking Dead world? Westeros. If I'm gonna die, I want to have a pretty surrounding of some sort while I'm doing it. Okay. Okay. There's also a lot of sex in that one, so I feel like if we die, we're gonna have gotten laid a lot, and that'll make it worth it. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah. I feel like I'd just be like a commoner and live a pretty safe like- life. Whereas in Walking Dead, it's like, there's zombies around. We can't have sex. We're too loud. You may be. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. Weird flex, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a 30-second window, you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Just a colossal series of cell phones by the Verse Podcast. (laughs) It's 30 seconds long, but at least it's so quiet no one will notice. <laughs> There's a subreddit for this. I think wow. it's called Suicide by Words. <laughs> oh, no. Biography name. <laughs> Nailed it. 
<laughs> That's under the R R slash call you next week. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rich, what <laughs> what land would you live in? Um, so I the the Game of Thrones world would be super beautiful, but I feel like my survivability is way lower than The Walking Dead. So basing it on that, I'd probably choose to live in The Walking Dead world. I feel like I'm more likely not. Not much more, but more likely to survive in just a straight-up zombie apocalypse than a world with dragons and magical ice And zombies. no polio vaccine. And oh, is no that po- the... Oh, is that... A, that's the thing in The Walking Dead? There's no, <laughs> no polio? No, no, no. In, in, in The Game of Thrones. Oh. It has not been, in, no it has oh, not been created. Oh, oh. It's the Middle Ages. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay I have a lot of questions. Okay. So, <laughs> what kind of zombies are in both of those shows? So... Like, walking dead, like runny zombies or like lumbering zombies. Walking Dead is the lumbering Walking Dead. It is night of the li- like they're not fast, they're slow. They shuffle like it is very easy to run away from them. Okay, but in in Game of in, Thrones they in, have like a social structure, right? In Game of Thrones there is a there, king. There is the, a zombie king. Yeah, there's the Night King. Yeah. Who can who raises all the dead. Mm-hmm. He looks like Bart Simpson but blue. Yes. Yes. And then all the zombies are fast. They're like okay. Uh, then definitely the Walking later. Dead. I can I can just you know meander away from these. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I can I can lazily jog. Yeah. yeah. But what's your quality of life? Well, I'd say both of these pretty poor. <laughs> yeah. Rich, you could have been a maester. You could have been our Sam. But I mean, you know what I had to go through to be Sam, like. I mean, you can skip the part where you have dirty-ass fucking teeth and go to the part where, like, you have a son or, like, are raising a son and then eventually your own son uh, and are just a fucking genius and you're a badass and cure diseases that people think are incurable, so... See, I'm not really that smart in real life. You don't give yourself enough credit. (laughs) Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, Yeah, Walking Dead feels like the easier life. Compared I to the two, disagree. Yeah, I think I think I I honestly think it would be Game of Thrones because you could just be you would probably be a peasant and just living your life. Yeah, it, it depends on like the era. If you're living in Game of Thrones during the era of the show slash books, the current books, that might be a li- a little bit harder of a life to live than The Walking Dead, where it's just once you survive the initial outbreak, it's. Not really that hard to survive zombies. Yeah, but there are like wars going on in real life. There are wars going on right now that are not affecting us. Like yeah. they're happening, mm-hmm. yep. and I think it would yeah. be the same thing. It would just, yeah. but you'd be, but same. you could get like you could die of a, a cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna do that in either scenario, though. I think you're right. There, there was a season in The Walking Dead where they just had the flu, and some of them were dying. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So I think I yep. think Game of Thrones would be the easier one. Because you, like, you don't have that, you're not, things aren't trying to kill you all the time. You could just be a dude who sells cabbages. Right. Only if Cabbages! Cabbages! <laughs> cabbages! I'm I will, just a blacksmith, leave me alone. I will also say Game of Thrones because I'm really bad at paintball, and I think that's the closest uh, parallel <laughs> that I can find to Walking Dead. Uh, so I'll, I'll just go Game of Thrones, just just based on the lesser of two evils there. Mm-hmm. Completely yeah. reasonable. Done. Uh, what is the next question, Rich? Alright, the next one is, uh, can you think of a movie title that best explains your life currently? 
Runaway Bride. Um, <laughs> oh, woof. Yikes. Finding a partner for the end of the world. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good answer. Okay, all right. Runaway Bride, seeking someone for the end of the world. Oh, I was totally kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, boy, this is going to be awkward in like three weeks. We're going to make sure to send Martha just that clip. Mm-hmm. Go. Go. <laughs> Uh, hmm. Martha, here's your wedding present. It's a new pair of Nikes. Uh, Bolger, what movie title best summarizes your life? Uh, I have uh, two potential answers here. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which, which is the largest majority of my life, which is Snakes on a Plan. Um, the largest the majority of your life is <laughs> yep. described by Snakes on a Plane. How many yep. snakes have there been on planes? Way too many snakes on the motherfucking planes. Yeah. Okay. Have you That's had it with them? Are you, are you tired of those uh, monkey fighting snakes on that Monday through Friday plane? <laughs> Monday through Friday plane. I think I was born tired of those snakes on the plane. What else? <laughs> was there something else, another movie title that would represent yeah, the rest of you? one, probably more No Country for Old Men and just general reflection on the world. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm. Like so it. that's Tim in favor of uh, killing all the geriatrics. That's what I my take. Whoa. <laughs> I could deny my answer. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, man, I had a good one. No, I can't think of it now. Uh, my my, my, my smart-ass one is going to be 500 Days of Summer because it's so fucking hot out. It's been <laughs> so hot for months now. Um, so that'll be my smart-ass one. Uh, serious one. I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, my like my, I can think of like my funny one would be Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Art Thou? Because my brother just moved to <laughs> somewhere. Francis! Somewhere. Francis <laughs> moved somewhere. I think he lives in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. Uh, but I can't think of a good a good real one. Mm-hmm. Maybe The Godfather because I am the Godfather to two separate children. There you go. Yeah. Okay, Even go. though that's not like a current thing because mm-hmm. they're both like going to college, right. but. Oh my god, I'm so fucking old. Yeah, no. Hold on, I have to. I'm gonna say, that yeah, I'm gonna say with, with, <laughs> with my life major, majorly mostly being like settling into marriage, ha, you know, just going to work, paying the bills, having a bad back. Uh, I'm gonna go with this is forty. Mm. Ooh, done. That's yeah. a good answer. Done, man. Yeah. Age. So my it's, official pick is it's about time. Ooh, yeah, yeah, good for you, man. I like it, man. I like it. I'm like so it. excited for you to have been married two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> I had a uh, response to Matt's funny one, which is some like it hot. Mm. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah. I'm not really a woman. It's like eh, nobody's perfect. <laughs> I've got the song stuck in my head. I like being a dame. Oh, different one. Uh, <laughs> Rich, what is the next question? The next question is. How do you handle being around people you don't like? Not well. Yeah, as in poorly. I don't. Um, I, this comes alcohol. up a lot. Mm-hmm. I leave. <laughs> I I do not, and I think I think I just uh, choose to keep my interactions curt. Maybe not curt's not the right. Short and mm-hmm. sweet, to the point, and then you just move on. Because it's not. I think the the amount I dislike a lot of people isn't worth. Like I'm. It, it's not like angry dis. It's not like active dislike. It's just like. Mm. I'm, or I guess, active insofar as like I don't have to deal with you ever, so just I'm not going to. Yeah, and I, I will yep. be polite because I I don't know. I, there's no reason not to be most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Politeness is good. I I don't have a great poker face when it comes to those kind of scenarios. So it's it. I'm sort of the same way. It's like 
if I if I know I have to interact with you, and I know that I just you're just I'm out on you as, as as someone who's part of my life. It's just like all right, you know, purely transactional. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Out the door. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's mostly how I handle it. Yeah, I I very recently when recording this at least, um, had lunch with uh, somebody I never thought oh not lunch had drinks with somebody i never thought i'd ever talk to again uh only for the sake of a mutual friend of mine and this person's we all met up and had drinks i realized that that person is still the terrible person that i found Mm -hmm. out they were to be Mm. but i treated them like they were just anybody else yeah and I i talked to them i was like all right cool and i got interested like i had interest in what that was going on in their life, maybe slightly feigned, mm-hmm. but like, I treated them like a normal person. And at the end of the dinner, I was like, hmm. I made a good call not talking to this person anymore because mm-hmm. they're exactly the same. I feel like if you don't let them know that they're a dickbag, they never change for the better. But it's is like, it I'm your job like pretty... to make them change for the better, though? Uh, It's not, it de- but... I think it depends on what they're being dicks about. Right. Yeah. Like... I think for I, us, it's a lot easier to be like, "Hey, you're being a dick about this specific thing." But it, it it was it was more like, for instance, the server came up to us. She's like, "Hi, how can I help you?" And this person's first words to the server was, "I'd get your name, please." Ugh, ugh, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Richie, you also made it clear to this person when shit went down that you were not happy with them yeah, yeah so it's I, not like you, yeah. it's not like you didn't tell them they were a fucking douche yeah yeah, yeah. so they're aware they just don't care Do I, and have not changed i talked about it earlier i'll talk about it later okay yeah. Yeah. and there's also and there's also tim to your uh, bulger to your point like there's also a difference between like okay this person i don't like them because they have like a a fatal character trait that they could correct and yeah. there's just some people that just they rub you the wrong way like there there there's certain people where it's like the way that you are may not be bad, but you're just not my kind of person. And we like we just, you know, it, it's not necessarily something where you have to correct them on something. Yeah. It's just like, all right, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. If they're doing something that's like, I feel like ethically or morally questionable on the average interpretation of that skill, mm. I feel like it's totally reasonable to be like, yo, dude, why are you doing that? Because mm. I would put money on the fact that Almost nobody, if not anybody, have said anything to this person about them being a douche mm. most of the time. Mm, possible. Yeah, possible. Hanson, what it's do you think? It's pretty fair in a corporate environment. Okay. In a corporate environment? In, in a corporate environment, everyone's too afraid to offend everyone else or like end up in HR. So they, they never actually tell that person that, hey, you suck. Like, I you think were, it's out of that, too. fucking up. Correct. But... I, I think I typically enter, uh, run into people that I would consider I don't like them in a yeah. corporate environment. And people who don't like people in corporate environments don't say anything because yeah. it, it's just going to make work more awkward or more difficult is the perception. Whereas depending on what it is they don't like, it's like, no, nip that shit in the bud. Mm-hmm. Get that shit escalated. Get it taken care of because either they're going to fix it or they're fired. Right. Yep. I agree. No one does that. Right. Agreed. Hundred percent. Yeah. I also tend to uh, correctly or incorrectly. I also tend to take um, the age of the person into account as well. If you have an established pattern of behavior, then you are, you know, 60, 70 years old, something like that. Right. And I'm not talking like this is this is not like 
this person has like a bunch of racist thoughts or something mm-hmm. like that. This is just the way this person has been. Like if, if they're an older person and they're just late all the time or they, they act a certain way in conversation that isn't necessarily offensive, but it is annoying. It's just like, how much am I going to change the way this person is? There is no way that for 60 years they've been told this one thing and they've just been ignoring it. Like, like it, it, there, there's, there's only so much you can do at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think to answer the question, it's just, you handle it. Uh, you, you just do your best mm-hmm. to live with the person. If it's not a fatal flaw mm-hmm. or you just ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. There's different ways. It, it depends on the environment. Like if yeah. it's something where you just you're, as Tim alluded to, if you're in a workplace environment, you've got to work with this person every day, and what they're doing with their job is is constantly coming into you know is coming into conflict with the way you do your job or the way that the department does their job. Like you know, <clears throat> 360 feedback. You've got to address yeah. it at some mm-hmm. point. So. Uh, I, but by and large, I'm kind of on Sean's level of like it's it's not worth getting bent out of shape and like putting effort into dislike mm-hmm. it's just be don't put extra effort into it whatever yeah. needs to be done be done get get it over with don't be a douchebag about it mm-hmm. and that's it interesting that's a tough question it is yeah yeah what is uh what i is think our... i handle that way different than all of you guys yeah but... yeah you're, you're a little more direct than we are yeah um... i also just want to tell them because even if i don't like them i still care about them and mm-hmm. i want them to enjoy their life and i want them to have a fulfilling Mm-hmm. life to go forward to. It's honestly probably less and stressful. nobody ever calls them out on their shit and they never do anything about it and that is something preventing them from enjoying their life, mm-hmm. why hasn't anybody said anything to them? I, I agree with that point, but it's like mention it up front, get that out of yeah, the way. Yeah, still agree with that. My experience is they don't care and then it becomes, <laughs> then fine, we're just going to minimize interaction mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's it. Right. Yeah. right. I find people long term eventually care about that. Yeah. yeah, but that's like three years down the road. I ain't got time for that yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I also be think dead by then. It, it definitely depends on what the issue is. Because if it is something like they're racist, sometimes like that. Yeah, I'm not calling, fighting that one. Yeah, calling them out will just cause them to you know dig their heels in, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm making you worse. Yeah. So maybe I'll just let you think. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to do that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Typically, for me, a, a good come on, oh come on, man, is typically communicates my 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 belief to them, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, 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 you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't you don't have to go like, listen, you misogynist pig. Like you yeah. just all you yeah. do is like, come on, dude. Yeah, and, like, and generally, yeah. that does the trick. And, and yeah, like you you gotta read every situation because every situation is differently. If you get come mm-hmm. into a situation that you can absolutely call the person out because of your relationship with that person or whatever. Right. Like you're always going to see that person and you feel comfortable calling them out. Do it, but don't, mm-hmm. don't call them out if you think it's going to be worse. Yeah. And Just, this is obviously coming yeah. from our, you know, yeah. we're four yeah. dudes. It's our perspective. So yeah. Yeah. it's different when you're not in the position that we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It might not be safe for you to call people out, but yeah. What is our next question, Rich? Uh, I kind of looked ahead and cheated a bit, okay. um, because this one, uh, you motherfucker, <laughs> this one, this one's sticking in kind of a similar vein to that previous question. What is the most unprofessional thing you've seen someone do? Unprofessional thing I've seen someone do. Oh, okay. Uh, Ever? I, was, I, I was really excited to talk about the most unprofessional thing that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the most unprofessional thing I've seen. 
Wait, I got this one. This is a hilarious story. So at the company I used to work for, we had full-timers and we had uh, temps on the manufacturing floor. So I'm like just beginning my shift, going into the bathroom, and there's two temps in there. One is like five foot nothing, uh, older, older black guy, and just minding his own business. And this like five eight, a little taller than me, skinny as shit, uh, younger black dude comes in, and out of, apropos of fucking nothing, because this guy was in there before I, the older one was in there in the bathroom before I went in. I'm going in the bathroom. I'm just trying to take a piss. And then this young kid comes in, and it's just like, you Gary Coleman-ass motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. I, I, don't, I don't remember. I just remember Gary Coleman and him saying something about his haircut. And then the So this the is in the short, restroom? In the bathroom, yeah. Okay. So the older, shorter guy turns around, and it's just like, what the fuck did you say to me? Jeez. And then they start fighting in the bathroom. Over fucking wait, like, like shouting at each other in the bathroom. Wow. Okay, no, physically trying to fight each other. So I'm like, uh, I can't, I can't be doing having this. So I zip up, get in between them, and just like keep them apart. I was like, fucking stop. And then somebody else heard something, and they came in and grabbed the young dude and pulled him out. And uh, yeah, and it was, it was literally over whatever the young dude said coming in, and the backstory to it was. The older guy corrected him on something he was doing wrong out on the production floor and not in a like, yo, dude, you fucking up. It's like, hey, this isn't quite the right way. Let me help you learn. Mm. And it was just and they both ended up getting fired because I'm not getting stuck in the middle of a fight and not taking that bullshit to HR. Mm. Yeah, Uh, it's so. Yeah. Shouting match in the bathroom of your place of employment is typically uh, uh, not uh, not not encouraged. Uh, not, so, not, not something that you like, yeah, Over please. Gary Coleman comment. Career-limiting move. Uh, Rich, what is the most unprofessional thing that you've ever seen? How much time we got? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to make this as quick as possible. Um, there are three coworkers. We'll just go A, B, and C. Uh, coworker A and B, uh, previously, whenever my supervisor was not in, uh, used to like to take extra smoke breaks. Mm-hmm. Like they'll go once an hour rather than we are allowed between ten and eleven and two and three. They would go like nine thirty, ten thirty, twelve thirty, blah blah blah. Um, coworker C uh, called them out on it, which okay, I mean that's fine. <laughs> However, coworker C it tends to spend about thirty to forty percent of their day out of their desk talking to other people non-work related Mm -hmm. or tends to take an additional 30 to 45 minutes to do a task that Mm -hmm. they are paid for and then clock out for a half hour lunch Mm -hmm. following after that Mm -hmm. also co-worker c um once called out co-worker a for looking at her computer screen once in a massively unprofessional way like yelled him do you have a problem with me what's going because the co-worker a was just walking by and the monitor caught his eye hmm. and she called it they, they called this person out and it's like obviously i don't like co-worker c and i really don't have a care for co-worker a but like 
there's so much unprofessional stuff going on yeah. in my office yeah. in general. Um, and with the uh, how things are currently, it's kind of just nerve-wracking as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah, I've seen a lot of unprofessional stuff in that. In those instances, <laughs> where's coworker B though? Yeah, Co- just coworker gone. B. Coworker B <laughs> is B just minding their own shit. Coworker B is fine. <laughs> coworker Rich, H. Why did he Rich. come into the store? Oh, no, no, it's Rich. Co- it's coworker I'm, B. You. I'm no, no. so confused. Coworker A and B would take. Extra you didn't give me all the variables. C and A. I can't <laughs> solve for X. Well, no. It was coworker A and B would take extra oh, breaks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's I all B did I was take extra that. breaks, but. Listen, was, this is the first time I've been here for three glasses of wine yeah, in like yeah, four months. So Rich has been on breaks all the time. <laughs> I'm always on breaks. Bulger, what is the most unprofessional thing you've ever seen? Uh, well, I didn't actually see the action, but I know of people who have had sex with uh, people higher up in the department that they were at to get a higher position. So that's how you got promoted. <laughs> oh, I, I knew it. Promoted. I knew it. <laughs> well, obvi- obviously, it's thir- you. well, that's where the thirty-second silent thing comes in. <laughs> you gotta step it up a notch, man. Knowledge-based thing and not seeing it, then fuck it. I got a ton of wall stories for you. Oh God damn it! Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, one of my old bosses was high literally every day I've ever seen him. Okay, mm. that's, that's pretty unprofessional. It truly is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I mean, pretty there. getting his job done. Sean, what is the most unprofessional thing you've ever seen? Um, I When I worked at Edible Arrangements, we just had like a bunch of like people would come in. We had this one driver who would, whenever you send them out, they would have to like map out their route, and you could see how about approximately how long it would take. So mm. it would be like, you know, he had five deliveries. It should take him an hour plus, plus or minus about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he would go out, and then he would call me, and I was the manager at this point. He'd call me and be like, hey, I'm just going to go home, mm-hmm. take a nap for like two or three hours. Just let me know if anything comes in. And I was <laughs> like, this is like, reprimanding you is way outside my pay grade, so right. what the fuck ever. But like, maybe the most unprofessional thing is calling yeah. your manager to tell them you're going to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just not going to be here because yeah. I'm tired. I'm deuces and then I'm going to buy a mason jar full of weed. It's wild. Wow. <laughs> Later. Jeez. So you don't tell them you're taking a nap. You just take the nap. Yeah. yeah. Um. So <laughs> I have a legit really good one that I... I uh, for <laughs> I, I cannot say on the air and I'm very excited to tell you guys off the air. Uh, but, uh, but I will... Um, I'll bring this one up as far as just general, like, giving the finger to people in the department. So uh, about a year or two after I started working at my, my current place of employment, um, they changed the dress code. So the dress code was already pretty lax. It was business professional, like business casual, you know, stuff like that. And they re- they they redid the dress code and made it possible. It gave you permission to wear T-shirts with logos on them, as long as they weren't offensive. Uh, jeans, as long as they weren't too uh, chewed up or, or stained and sneakers like Jordans, as long as you, they weren't, you know, didn't have grass stains on them or something like that. And you know, the, this is from a place that, you know, you typically, the expectation is you're coming in with like a button down shirt and slacks every day. If you're, if you're coming in, but you can wear a collar shirt, if you like a polo, if you want. And I have one friend, a uh, coworker who is currently in our fantasy football league, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, who got this and he had worn a shirt and tie every day. 
to the office at that point. And he said, this is fucking bullshit, man. I can't believe this is unprofessional. Like, I can't believe they would let people do this. The very next day, dude rolls up in a Wolfpack t-shirt, <laughs> like skin tight with like super skinny jeans and Jordans <laughs> as just like the ultimate double birds. Like, this is what I think. And it's not really unprofessional, but it was just like, listen, we, we all heard you in the meeting. We know what you're doing. <laughs> like, um, so it sounds yeah. uncomfortable. It was uh, not. Listen, this is a guy who uh, sounds like a trip to Hollister. This dude skipped leg day all the time. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he was very proud of the other part of it. So, uh, so yeah, but that, it's not super unprofessional, but it's also the funniest story that I have. So. <laughs> Quick aside, this isn't super unprofessional either. Uh, to celebrate the end of summer, my job sent out an, an email on Friday, this past Friday. Um, everyone's allowed to wear flip flops. Okay. We still have to wear, we're not shorts and flip flops, not beach wear. It's flip flops. So we're still wearing long, sh- long jeans <laughs> and a button down shirt. Oh man. But flip-flops. And flip flops. Nice. Uh, so I go down I to like, that. go to the vending machine and the receptionist looks, she's like, how do you feel about Friday? I'm like, great. I get to look at everyone's feet. Yeah. Great. Amazing. Gross. Absolutely disgusting. Mm, feet. <laughs> uh, Rich, what is our next question? All right, next question uh, submitted by the uh, wonderful Mama Kaz. Wow. Mm. Just saw Mama Kaz this weekend. Are you wow. a jealous person? Hell yeah. Uh, I think there's always an element of jealousy, but I don't know. Uh, not, I, I don't get jealous. Hmm. I don't know. I will say no, I'm not generally. But I think what I do, I get envious of things. Some Or like, I don't know what the word is. Like, I will see stuff happening, and I will be like, "Oh man, I wish that was." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not I, I jealous. FOMO. Yeah, but for yeah, me- kind of. Yeah, it's closer to FOMO than jealousy mm-hmm. because it, it'll be like I'll see, like people I used to be friends with, mm-hmm. doing stuff, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, I wish that we had kept touch." Yeah, it's less like I'm not jealous of what they're doing. I kind of am, but I'm. It's more like I wish we had stayed in touch. Yeah, yeah. Rather than like I'm jealous that they're you know going to mm-hmm. Italy or whatever. It's like ah, if we had stayed in touch, they were cool people and I miss them. Yeah, I tend to turn that stuff inward and go like if I see somebody who is writing for a publication now or doing something in in a field that I'm interested in or coming up with some accomplishment, I tend to turn it inward and go like. Wow. What could I have done differently? Why didn't I, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, a, why didn't this happen to me? But also, like, man, I must have fucked up somewhere. How did I not end up doing? And that's also not necessarily healthy because mm-hmm. you're not looking at the other parts of your life where you've succeeded. Yeah. Um. But it is an element that I, I like. If I see so, like, especially like people I know who are doing music professionally now. Like, even if it's mm. just like a small time band or music, or something like that. Like, I'm not a phenomenal musician, but I, I enjoyed doing it when I was when I was younger. I liked playing guitar. I liked singing. And then I was like, man, I why didn't wasn't I better at that? Why couldn't I have done better at that kind of mm-hmm. thing? Like, so it's it's, it's envy. Um, but it's a it's a <laughs> it's a self flagellating it, <laughs> which is very unhealthy. Uh, what about you guys? I don't really think I get jealous. Mm-hmm. Trying to like think of scenarios where I did, but nothing's really popping up. How about what you? What was the actual question again? Because I was spacing out. <laughs> uh, do you get jealous, I think, yeah. right? Are you a jealous person? Mm. And I, it's, I don't really, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of dependent on the situation. Like, it's hard to, like, my entire family's down in the Outer Banks, and I'm like, man, I wish I was there. Like, it, I'm, I'm a little bummed out I'm not, but mm-hmm. it's like, not like, it's not ruining me. It's just more of like, 
I could definitely use a vacation. Um, but like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. It's not like extreme jealousy, but on occasion, like occasional envy, maybe, mm-hmm. or something like that. Actually, yeah, very rarely I do. Hmm. Okay, it's, it's very rare. How about you, Hanson? I'd say by and large, no. I definitely used to be, uh, but uh, I guess with my issues with depression, I, I bum myself out enough about what I haven't done in comparison to nothing so that when I compare myself to other people, it's like, fuck, why am I here? That's uh, right. So, so I, I just stopped caring about what other people would not stopped caring about what other people are doing. I stopped comparing myself because that's unfair because mm-hmm. we are in completely different life situations, different opportunities, and there's no way I can like apples to apples compare myself to somebody else that's unfair that's unrealistic and i'm not giving myself a fighting chance at happiness or anything really so no because i'm jealousy to me is belittling their is belittling their achievement or belittling their success because i can't share that success and i think that's very selfish that's a that's a really good way of looking at it, like a, a, right. a nice positive way of looking at it, as far as like just self, like good for yourself, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. So so largely no, I I try not to be selfish because that takes too much energy. It's the same kind of thing as uh, not or it's the same kind of thing as hating people. Hating people requires putting the energy into hating that person or strongly disliking that person. I could just not interact with that person. That takes zero energy. Mm-hmm. And I prefer that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten much better at being happy for other people, mm-hmm. and like looking at things that other people are doing and just being happy for yeah. them. Like yeah. even even when like you were saying, like I have some friends who are in who are musicians and you know perform with bands and stuff, and I'm just happy for them that they're doing what they like. And I, I've you know, I've, I, it's, it's kind of you have to resign yourself to like this is what I am, and you have to take pride in the things that you do have. Mm-hmm. Like I have a family or I have a house. Right. So it's yeah, I think it's just getting getting older. If you if you remain as jealous as you were, that's not great. Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna go anywhere in life just being mm-hmm. bitter about every opportunity you haven't had or haven't gotten to. Yeah, like, and also yeah. you know you know people, uh, we're we're still young. We mm-hmm. got time. Yeah, we're only like fifty years old. Guys. Yeah, when we yeah. make our breasts, our like I mean, big band. <laughs> Matt, Matt's movie was "This Is 40. So Dark Horse Part I'm Ancient Two. Ancient Man. Yeah. Dark, yeah, Dark Horse Part Two. I'm old. <laughs> uh, what is our next question, Rich? All right, the next one um, should probably be a pretty quickie. Um, what would you say to the president if you ran into him? Go fuck yourself. <sighs> Yeah, basically just a yeah. fuck you yeah. and then just walk away. How much do you really weigh? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to confirm this doctor's thing where he's like, yeah. I weigh a perfectly normal amount. I'm like, listen, man, this is not judgmental in any way, but come on, dude. Yeah. I, I'd ask him first. <laughs> you are not the most healthy president I, yeah, of all I know time. What you, I know what you eat. Like, we know yeah. what your diet is. Yeah. How many cheese puffs do you pop in the morning running 100, you fucking animal? <laughs> <laughs> come on, kid, and I won't tell. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of a restaurant that is an Arby's? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would just... 
I, I honestly don't know. I feel like I would try to ask him some like a question, mm-hmm. like an easily verifiable thing, mm-hmm. just to get him to lie to me and yeah. just be like, okay, and just like validate myself. How many like, countries is China? And then you yeah. suddenly go like, well, you're hearing it more and more. There's like 45 Chinas out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get that, but at this point, there's so many things that he's verifiably lied about. Oh yeah, yeah, but that I feel like it, fucking matter. It would just be for me. Just yeah. be like, yeah. oh, you just lied about what he would some lie about. dumb shit. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. just ask him something stupid, like, hey, <laughs> you never went bankrupt, right? He's like, yeah, I'm the best at money. He's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> what do you think about this character in Persona Five? Oh yeah, I love him, but it's a fake character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How would you do it? Rip torn, best Persona Five character. <laughs> <laughs> I want him. To, I want to ask him how many kids. He has. That's a good question. I just, I just, I just want to, I just want to see if he knows. Again, just trying to get some information. Yeah. Uh, is there anything serious that you would ask uh, Donnie? I, no. I don't think it'd be worth it. You wouldn't yeah. get a serious. He's a not. He's not a serious person. I mean, Mr. President, how do you spell your name? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Can you do it? Well, it's like a bunch of up and down lines. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a D and a T in there. <laughs> He's a narcissist and a compulsive liar. So yeah. what's the point? Yeah I, I yeah, don't I don't think there's anything serious that you could ask him. I think I would like to ask if I like I don't know I don't I wouldn't want to ask him anything. I don't want to ask like the people around him be like how do yeah. you feel? Yeah. Right. Like you have to know he's lying. What do you feel about? It? Like I want to like one on one away from like i'm not going to tell anybody yeah like for real how does it make you feel that you have to lie mm-hmm. and you're like lie you're you're i don't know in you get the lasso of truth around them just being like listen just tell me yeah. about your yeah. job and why you do what you yeah do. yeah yeah do i would ask bad? him what his goal with china is because like i mean yes he's not financially or business-wise the best but clearly there is some sort of goal I honestly don't think so. I don't think he knows what trade deficits are. Like we have a trade deficit with Santa Claus. Like it, it's not. <laughs> it's not what a trade deficit yeah. means. It doesn't mean that China's just ripping us off, man. I like, think he I just wanna. knows. But buzzwords. if you if you pay attention to the communications, like there there's a clear like, I'm gonna drop a thing here. Give hmm. the market some time to do some crazy shit, drive things down, and then 48 hours later. Everything comes right back up to where it was, or bounces back. That's partly so, based off of whatever communication he does. So, like, he clearly has some sort of knowledge, and I'm curious as to what his goal is. I think if it, any. I think it could just be he's a fucking moron. Mm. But if he's playing his money quite right, he it's might borderline insider trade. He might. Just I don't be think it's him market. making that call. No, he's not making the part. call, but he knows enough about the from his position and what he's saying that is going to trickle down into the media and the economic buy- and and the buyers and the sellers and everything like that he's not an idiot media borderline runs the market to an extent so you can't not say something and then it's not going to affect the market well his ultimate goal is to time whenever the next recession or next downturn is yeah. to be after the election this is ultimately what he's trying to do. And I, there's a megalomania to it where he I'm sure the dude loves waking up and knowing that he can just say, bleh, 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 and suddenly the NASDAQ goes down. Like there's, there's a megalomania to knowing that he is the guy who can say something one way or the other and then two days later say the exact opposite to bring the markets back up and restore confidence. Mm-hmm. Or to like 
sound like he's bullying the Fed. So now whenever, you know, whatever the Fed does, it must be in reaction to Trump, you know, screaming about the yeah. Federal Reserve changing their interest rates. Yeah. I, think- I love when his one tweet comes up when it's like, oh, if the if this stock drops this many points, the president should be impeached. It's like, dude, it happened once during Obama. It's happened like four times in the last month. You fuck. Yeah. Also, the president doesn't really have a lot of impact on the economy. That's, that's very true. <laughs> I want to directly, yes. Direct, I wanna oh yeah, it's sure. But... If he's good at lying, and I want to see him break. He's not good I'm at the lying. Best lie. I'm the best you see him like just yeah, but if he's saying he's a good liar, that means that he's committing to lying. So you supposed to see him fold <laughs> in on himself best, like yeah. a black hole. I'm the best liar, but I would yeah. never lie. No, I, I think... don't think he'd, he'd think to say that. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, think he would just kind of break. Yeah, I think he's a he's a dumb idiot mm-hmm. who never gets pressed on his lies, and yeah. I think that is the failing of the media. The the podcast Deadspin has a podcast, and they have a Trump question of the week every week, and it's just become a weekly. Uh, can Trump do this? Where it's just like, can does do you know if do you think Trump can hail a cab, or do you think Trump knows how to brush no. his teeth? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a long discussion about it. Like it's Probably. gotten good. It's, uh, some of them probably, but like hailing a cab, I don't know if he knows how to do that. Like he's never had to do that. He's had, he's had cars his whole life. Yeah, like, he's you been know. rich his whole life. There's no re- he doesn't know how to grocery shop. Probably no drivers. Yeah. There's no life. way he knows what like a, a head of lettuce costs. It's probably like fourteen dollars yeah. to him. Like you know. Well, that was yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'd ask him a bunch of stuff, but it's mostly to just like amuse ourselves. Yeah, because <laughs> because fuck I just that guy. Break him. Yeah. Is uh, it really shaped like a mushroom? <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever played Super Mario Bros.? Yeah. <laughs> so w- w- were you appropriately offended yeah. by that? <laughs> Should it be rated M for mature? Uh, <laughs> well, what is our next question, Rich? All right, next Super question. Why well, is my dick in every castle? <laughs> it goes really fast, just like my... Wait a minute. <laughs> Have you ever re-gifted? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. So it's... Yes, actually, I have. Mm-hmm. That's untrue. Yeah, definitely Te- gifted. Technically, yes, but no. Why I, technically, yes? What so, does that mean? Um, with my family, White Elephant, uh, we have gifts that have to, that like ha- have circled around. Okay, so it's not mandated. Is it, as far as gifts that have not been mandated by rule that they be regifted? Yeah, it's like uh, people tend to like gift this in, but. They get a gift card for the price amount as well and put it in there. So it's like, ah, uh, you have this thing, silly thing that no one really likes. So like, mm. I did that once with like a pastel colored um, ice cream set or something like mm-hmm. that uh, mm. that I was never gonna use. Um, so yes, but I don't fully count it that way because I did put a twenty dollar gift card on top of it. So nobody has given you like, you know, a sushi making set. And you've gone, great, thanks for the sushi-making set. And then you just turn right around and give it to somebody else. No. It's never been like that. Okay. No. Um, Hanson, what about you? I can't think of anything specific, but there's definitely gifts I get. And I'm just like, I'm never going to use this. So this mm-hmm. is going to sit in a closet for two years. Mm-hmm. And then this is going to be a white elephant at some point. Like that, mm-hmm. That's exactly what I keep those for. Mm-hmm. I have done that with like bottles of wine. Like If we get a bottle of wine as a gift... Um, it'll either be gone very quickly, mm-hmm. uh, or if it if it stays with us for more than a couple of weeks or months, and invariably there's like a an aunt's you know birthday or something where we go shit we forgot we just 
yoink off the off the cabinet and suddenly congratulations you love pinot noir now uh <laughs> even though you've told us a million times that you love chardonnay uh but that's just what we had uh so it's usually stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah i think i've only ever given stuff like regifted stuff if i've gotten multiples of it like i've gotten two of like a set of it like uh some show like dvds of a show and i've given them to someone else who likes that show and it's been like makes sense uh bolger how about you i don't think so but i'm really shit with gifts to begin with so like i would have to give them out more often than i do no (laughs) have that scenario unfortunately i just always roll up to a thing and i'm like oh yeah gifts fuck (laughs) oh well uh so it sounds like to some degree we are a couple people just no, yeah, <laughs> but Sean and I have, but yeah, but generally it's not like I've never like I don't think I've ever gotten something and been like ah oh, fuck I have to get rid of this. It's yeah. just like I already have it, or I you know I think someone else would get a better more sure. use out of it. Right, yeah. right. I could see myself doing that, mm-hmm. especially if I knew somebody could get a lot of use out of something that I got. I would definitely consider that. Do you think it is uh, bad to dec- uh, poor decorum to do that to to, to regift? I think it depends. Yeah, it depends on the gift giver because if it because the only other op- option is to be like, "Hey, thank you, but what am I going to do with this? Either I already have it, or why would you buy me this?" Right. So, what is the really the alternative? Keep some shit that you definitely don't need, or it's like, "Cool, now I have my third copy of Coup." Yeah. Like, uh, no, it doesn't work. Yeah, and also the the, the message isn't like. I don't like you. It is this particular. Yeah. I, I appreciate that you thought of me with this gift. Like uh, almost like if there was like a fuller explanation that you could offer. Like I, it's not that I don't appreciate that you got me this gift. I do, um, and I appreciate you. But it also can't stay in my house because it is useless to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, or yeah. so I, I think it, it's got to go out the door that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. In 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 conclusion. People need to settle down by being mad about regifting. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. fine. Simmer down. It in. Simmer yeah. down. Yeah, I mean, don't don't like be like, don't tell someone that you can't, you're not going to use yeah. it. But at the same time, man, I don't give a shit if Just I open it. Me like, oh, 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 Rich is going to love this. <laughs> my, yeah. my favorite yeah. regift story is my parents bought my grandmother a scarf one year for Christmas, and then the next Christmas she gave it back to my dad. Yes, <laughs> nice. And what do you say? Was Thanks. he polite about it, or like did he recognize it as the the old scarf? Oh, oh, as soon as we opened it, like all I recognized it, mom recognized it, dad recognized it, <laughs> and like I, I I don't know if she intentionally like knew that this was a gift at some point and was giving it back, or it was just I have a thing and I'm getting right. rid of it. Hmm. Like it it's hard to figure out where in her level of dementia this was. Was this pre hmm. her getting into that, or was this like the beginnings? So it, it's hard to tell, right, but right. It, it, it was not like looked poorly upon. It was just like, what? Hmm. Uh, Rich, we got one more, correct? Yeah, one more. All right, what do we got? All right, it is. Uh, what old person things do you do? Complain about my back. Yeah, me yeah. too. All the time, yep. every single fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I screwed up my back playing paintball at Tim's bachelor party two weeks ago, and it's still really? it's still bothering me. Oh, it's man. it's my it's it's better now than it was last week, but like, woo, man. Yeah. Well, I got yeah. I <laughs> think I'm. Point, yeah. Yeah, I might have arthritis in my back, which is crazy. I'm Oof. so fucking old. And Dude, then uh, that, and I go to I like 
want to go to sleep early yeah like i'm just like fucking i'm it's eight o'clock i'm <laughs> stoked for it yeah i'm just so excited and i get like so just i get so like crestfallen mm-hmm. when uh alice is not asleep at like nine and i'm like man i'm gonna be up to like midnight <laughs> <laughs> what am i doing i actually yelled at somebody today to get off my lawn <laughs> i'm not lying who like, was on your lawn, lawn but, like my my back patio because there was this kid like running around out there screaming i'm like dude stop that go somewhere else and do it stop <laughs> I'm screaming to, kid. i'm trying yeah. to do a thing go away picturing, picturing your place this is very entertaining to me yeah it was just like this little kid in a red shirt that was just like running around screaming out there and i'm like please stop doing that i'm trying to do stuff <laughs> god <laughs> hansen what's some old man shit that you got going on uh, definitely complaining about my back. Yeah. Uh, like if we go up to Martha's grand uh, grandparents' place, mm-hmm. I, I I I literally can't sleep on the pull-out couch, and I can't sleep on their cots. Mm-hmm. And there's a fifty-fifty chance if I sleep on the bed that's in the basement, my back is gonna hurt in the morning. But like it, it got to the point where the last time I slept on the pull-out couch, we got up to go to church. I'm like, I can't get out of bed. Like my back hurts that much. I'm 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 staying here. I'm not going. Right, right. So it's it's primarily just my back, just back, which is inconsistent at best. How about you, Rich? Um, I I allowed somebody to use the excuse it's Monday, and I (laughs) that's like the oldest thing I've ever done. (laughs) I'm like, because I was talking to them on the phone at work, and they're like, oh man, today it's just. It's just been a weird day, and I'm just off, and I'm like, it's all right, it's Monday. And instantly, I'm like, fuck, who just said that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's things like that, and things like uh, making sure people stay off my property as well. Yeah. I've, I've got that weird extra property beyond my fence that oh, I'm yeah. like, mm. I'm like, hey, kids, I don't mind if you're playing back here, but just don't get hurt. So I'd rather you not play back here, because mm-hmm. then that's on me. And don't get hurt. Sounds ominous. <laughs> well, you can play back hurt. here, but I'd hate to see if something off. happened to you yes. while you're get back off, you little wankers. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> I've even. <laughs> I've uh, 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 near at, behind my house, like where my uh, backyard and my back deck is. Um, I have a bunch of kids that used to play cricket. On cricket. one. Yeah. The apartment complex is, has a very high, like... There's a lot of Indian kids, okay. and, they, yeah. and, I, Indian, and they play cricket. I think cricket is popular in yeah. India. Yeah, okay. And so, like, I, I would actually... I feel like this is an old man thing. I would sit there and, like, grill and watch them play cricket. Because I'm like, this is kind of fascinating. Because hmm. I've never played cricket before. I watched one cricket video on Facebook recently... And I have been shown nothing but cricket and rugby videos. And rugby's like <laughs> I, I kind of understand, yeah. not really, but like cricket is like f- I have it's out no there, fucking idea what's going on. There's no. two people staring at each other with mm-hmm. wooden paddles. Yeah, and then a man just like wings a ball. Yeah, and then there's like little wooden sticks. I have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. ever. And I'm just like, you want to know the secret? No. Yeah. So nobody watches cricket to watch cricket. Everybody's watching cricket to listen to the announcers talk about their average days. <laughs> That's what I watch. I'm not I, kidding. I love there. So the other day, we after we uh, Rich, Rich and I were uh, we had, we played D and D a couple days ago, 
And on my way home, it was after the Phillies lost like 11 to 5 to whomever. Yeah. And it was so funny because I tuned into the like the Phillies talk radio and they were just talking about the dogs they had just gotten. <laughs> it was the round table and they were just talking about their dogs. It was yeah. so funny. And yeah, I was like, best. this is ridiculous. So is, much yeah. downtime to film in baseball. You yeah. just have to be like, yeah, I got a new puppy. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, they got fucking routed. I I have some puppy pads in my in the back of my car that I can give you if you need them. It was so funny. Yeah, that's great. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I think we've we've nailed down uh, the old madness of yeah. this of this group, uh, and we're out of questions. Before we go, Rich, I'm turning it over to you for a a, a quick episode, a, a quick railing of something that we like to call the Sweeten Show. Um, yeah, it kind of starts really weird. Um, so, uh, yeah, going along with the old madness, but also going along with, uh, my previous sweetened stories of, uh, just be happy and love each other and everything and blah, blah, blah. Um, I've been recently playing a game that's, uh, super chill and awesome. It's called Stardew Valley. Uh, old madness because it's you own a farm and you have to tend to your farm and then go into the mines and and fish and things like that i've sank probably over 40 50 hours into this game in uh two playthroughs and it's it's just so fun and i feel like everyone needs to play this game what makes farming virtually so appealing um, I don't know. Ask all the Farmville people. Uh, They're not here. I'm asking you. <laughs> uh, I lied. Farmville. Checking in. <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, it's, it's more like the calmness of the game itself. Like, I sit there, and like I can either sit there for 20 minutes and play through a few days in the game, or I can play for hours and, like, just get caught up in the world there's social aspect to it, so you're giving gifts to people to bring up your uh, friendship with them. There's, like, it's, like, it, it's just relaxing. Mm -hmm. And, like, after, like, being just so fed up with the world, and that's essentially the point of the game is the main character, the character you play as, was, had inherited a farm, but he wasn't allowed to go move there until he was fed up with the world. That's like kind of what you do. Like, I, like when I'm just tired of everything else, I'm like, All right, I'm gonna play some Farmville. It's an, or, it's an escapist thing. Yeah, basically. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, get behind it. But uh, yeah, it, it, who would who would enjoy this game the most? Would you say like what kind of person or what kind of gamer would enjoy this the most? Light casual gamers, maybe the people who are very much into like the Sims games. Yeah. Um, or like like the roller coaster tycoon games and stuff like that. Yeah, the ones um, where there isn't really, there can be, but there isn't necessarily a goal. Yeah, like like in The Sims, like there's you can win at The Sims, I think. Yeah, but a lot of people just play to make a family. Yeah, and it's and you can just play Stardew Valley just to just farm, just, just to pluck farm. turnips. Yeah, just to farm, get some radishes, yeah. mm. or to fish, or to mine, or to forage, mm. like. There is an end goal of fixing up the community center, um, but you don't you don't have to do that. You can just sit there and just make money by selling your shit. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Uh, Some people play Sims just so they can kill people in the pools. <laughs> That's I mean, also also possible. Yeah, so you can play Sims. God. Yeah, yeah, you uh, yeah. you put them in the pool, take the ladder. Roller coaster tycoon, you get those tweezers, grab one. You, if somebody's been complaining too much about the lack of bathrooms, like oh yeah, you just dump them in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I ever did that, obviously. No, no, the people never complain to me about the lack of bathrooms. They complain to me about the price of the bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's so, your first problem right there. Look, is only, there being a price for the bathrooms in the first place? Hey, this when, isn't Germany. Like we can we can have free bathrooms here. <laughs> the fact Listen, that they let you charge for bathroom use in Roller Coaster Tycoon that yeah. just means you have to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's only like a quarter per use. Like, but everyone's using it. Somebody so, came up with a fake review of a roller coaster tycoon park, and they mentioned like, and all the drinks, ten cents a piece. It was remarkable. I drank as much as I wanted, but then I realized I had to go to the bathroom. Fifty dollars <laughs> to go to the bathroom. Honestly, great strategy. <laughs> phenomenal marketing, a phenomenal uh, fiscal strategy there. Yeah, you take the loss on the drinks, but you get it all back. When you get all back pee. when somebody has to pee and spends fifty dollars <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to pee. Jokes on you! Pissed on your roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stardew Valley, I've, I've seen as like one of the highest rated games like of the last and, couple of years, especially on the Switch. Yeah. And the really cool thing about it is that game was made from bottom to top, art, programming, music by one person. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is really. This is like really a kind of a golden age. A golden age. Mm-hmm. A golden. <laughs> it is a golden age. There we go. Much of uh, of indie Wait. games where yeah. people are like one person is just making a game. Like yeah. th- it was Braid, um, Super Meat Boy. I think was just two people. Yeah. Uh, Undertale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just there are so many great great games. Yeah. The Barry of Entry is a lot lower. It now. is. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I think one of the best things that's really that's happening is the barrier uh to entry for creative fields especially like film filmmaking and video game design and writing even all of these things it's it has been lowered to the point where anyone can get in and because of that there is this kind of glut of uh of content to consume but at the same time you have because so much is being made there's bound to be some really really good stuff and that stuff generally the stuff that kind of breaks through so we're in a good point, and Stardew Valley is fucking chill. Mm-hmm. And on another quick note, Untitled Goose Game coming to Switch September twentieth. September twentieth. They have a date. Nice. <laughs> I really want to play that. <laughs> my my that wife and I have been talking about this game for two years. I remember. <laughs> we are so stoked up. for this because I brought up. I think I, I don't know if I talked to you first or Mary. You talked to Mary it. first, and I was like, Mary. Oh my god. <laughs> this game is phenomenal. You're just an asshole goose. <laughs> September 20. Oh god, that's so yeah, exciting. Yeah, coming in my carry-on. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I saw that earlier this week that it was coming to Switch and I just looked it I up. I saw now. it was I saw it was coming to Switch, but I didn't know they had a date for it. I, I oh, think they just announced nice. the date like nice. That's yeah. it. That's it, baby. It's over. That's a wrap. Uh, well, Stardew Valley, uh, yeah. good game. No Untitled Goose game, but still, uh, <laughs> from what I've heard, is sounds phenomenal. Yeah, check mm-hmm. it out and play it if you want to relax, relax, and kind of like a slice of life type of thing. Mm-hmm. And if people want to hear more about your thoughts on Stardew Valley or many other games, where could they find it on Twitter? At b underscore walnuts, Mr. O'Brien. At hey, is this OB? How about you, Mr. Hansen? At Timar Hansen. Uh, Bulger, uh, for for any requests for communication with Tim Bulger, please contact 
Tim Hansen at Tim R. Hansen. Yep. And, uh, of course, you can reach me at M. Casnell. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is available at brose underscore podcast on Twitter or just brose podcast on Facebook. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, please email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and anywhere else fine podcasts are bought or sold. Please leave us a five-star rating or review. And Tim, will give you that foot massage, I promised, six months ago. The fuck I will? Huh? <laughs> uh, special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. Shannon Vogel for designing our logo. And you can find the rest of her work at Shannon Vogel. I don't know if she's got an actual page on Etsy, but you can find her work on Etsy yeah, uh, for she... Shannon Vogel. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert, whose work you can find at the Free Music Archive. Rich, you host another podcast that's not this one for some reason. Yeah, uh, check out PodQuest. It is a uh, nerd roundtable where I'm mm. not talking Stardew Valley. At this point, I'm probably talking Monster Hunter World Iceborne. This is a huge shock that Rich is talking about a Monster Hunter game. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Big, big, big upset right here. Unbelievable. Uh, I, <laughs> I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast with my buddy Eddie Provident. comes out every couple of weeks, and we just talk about sports from Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. So we're probably both mired in either... Uh, a rational confidence or gross panic over our respective football teams at this point. Um, I also edit the oh, podcast geez. Under Pressure. Oh, jeez. Um, I also edit Under Pressure, The Hidden Story of Pregnancy and Preeclampsia. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Tim Bolger, thanks so much for joining us for this set episode. It's been a real treat having you, man. No problem, anytime you need me. For Tim Bolger, for Tim Hansen, Sean O'Brien, Rich Sweeten, and the entire Action Moose team. Moose. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you to be smart about being stupid. Goodbye, everybody. Huh? Uh-huh. Gorge.